listening to another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbride. Now, this is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the nation, so come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, I'm sweating today, Mark. Feels (laughs) like summer. You know, it got humid out quick. Yeah, it's uh, in the 80s. Uh, We just went right from winter to summer, perhaps. Uh, I don't remember spring. Maybe a day or two of it. That's about it. I don't regret any of it. I'm ready. I'm ready for for some some hot weather. That's going to be fine. Yeah, I'm not going to complain that it's 80 degrees out today because 80 degrees feels really good. And uh, after that winter, whoo, we'll take it. <laughs> so I had a new adventure this week. What's that? I went out on the Monday night gravel ride that uh, is Ooh. put on by a group called Gravel Scouts. Um, and they meet over at the World of Bikes in Iowa City. And okay. they had a nice 25-mile gravel route planned. Um, I think they had 30, maybe 40 people show up. Pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, I was certainly dead last, but they have a sweeper and they regroup frequently. Um, it was uh, it was a pretty epic ride. Um, uh, Drew and I actually stuck to the route, which was this fairly wet B level road. In fact, I can't believe I didn't lose a shoe somewhere along the way. <laughs> So um, kind of like uh, the Jingle Cross mud section, kind of like that, or is, was it uh, deeper than that? Okay, Deeper, like could have current in places. <laughs> so good. Now we're good. lucky. Most of the riders skipped that section, unbeknownst to us, and we're lucky that they did because if we'd been the last ones through, oh, it yeah. just would have been mush. And, and I definitely would have lost a shoe, and that would have been the rides over at that point. Sure. Um, but... Uh, pretty cool ride. Uh, pretty cool group of people. Um, not your typical roadies by any means. Okay. Um, a little, I mean, there's some, there's some speed demons in that group. Um, but everybody just seems to be there just to be there. And that's, okay. That's kind of cool. Just the fun, the friendship and, and some big grove beer afterwards. Ooh. Yeah. That's a nice bonus. Yeah. Did they, did you get a tailwind? Uh, I didn't, I didn't. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I bailed on the big Grove beer afterwards and there's a oh. good reason. Oh, and that is, there is a good reason because I'm literally caked with clay mud up to my <laughs> ankles. And so my choices are to track mud into big Grove, which I didn't think was very nice to those folks or, um, or or take my shoes off, which I didn't want to do that either. Hmm. Uh, so I I said, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this is enough and and uh, such, take, take the ride home. Such a dilemma, Mark. Can you muddy up the place? I'm sure people have done that. <laughs> have, have you have people gone in there shoeless before? Yeah, I'm sure that's sure. happened too. So, but I understand your call. You know, yeah, error yeah. on the side of caution and and um, and come back and live another day. So. I haven't okay. just de- I haven't decided if I'm going to keep the shoes or wash them off yet. I just I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I did check at my local Hy-Vee to see if 
big grove tail when ale was in our hy and sure enough it had its own little shelf and a its little poster and all that and and it was a, a beautiful looking six pack that was awaiting waiting me and uh you know took one off the shelf and i'm like i i want to actually feel the thrill of, of buying one and putting uh <laughs> putting a can or two in my man cave um and then uh, i've got a, a couple of folks i want to bring a couple of cans to that that don't have the ability since they're out of state so i, I want to make sure i get a few of those cans to other people so so they it is on though it is on nice so first official rag bride uh branded beer that's that's pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah. it's a good looking can so yeah. nice. so there yeah so nice. what else is going on you know um boy we we had another tragic week we had a couple uh fatal crashes again um yeah you know and and i've been a bit shocked by this all week and i think you know, maybe we sent out some emails and a lot of people opened them and read along and responded back. And, and I appreciate everybody's comments. Um, and I've been pretty, pretty stunned by this. Um, I don't, I don't feel as stunned today. I think time has helped a little bit, but man, it's a struggle seeing this, these bad things happen, but you know how much you love bicycling and you know that generally it's pretty darn safe. Um, but when bad things happen, they happen and they're really bad. Uh, So uh, I know the Iowa State Patrol is on a couple of these doing investigations. Otherwise, local police officers are. And so there's a lot of very limited information. Um, And a lot of people are trying to fill in the blanks and trying to figure out what's going on. But, you know, these investigations take time. So we need to let that happen. Um, You know, and and our our overarching look at, at strategy for how do we stop these bike crashes is a combination of things still. Uh, we want more bike facilities. We want paved shoulders. We want bike lanes. We want trails. Um, we want uh, better bike uh, laws and policies. And uh, we want better enforcement and education. So we're continuing to work on all those fronts. Um, if this resonates with you, um, our, our listeners, if this resonates with you, go to our website, uh, click on uh, join uh, and either make a donation or become a member of the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. It's really important. And uh, we look forward to your support because we can't do it without you. This is uh, 100% what moves us along. So anyhow, that's my that's my, my gotcha. ugly stuff for the week. Yeah, well, I'll, I will say one of the, one of the names that um, came across it that passed away this uh, last couple of days was Steve Selzer. And... Mm-hmm. He was known to many on Ragbri as Sprint Selzer, and one of the, I think, one of the initial Ragbri teams. I mean, I'm I'm going back to the '70s, but oh. basically they were based out of Iowa City, mm-hmm. and uh, just a neat little story. They kind of came up with a with a cool name and kind of made up this fake story, if you will, about this <laughs> legend Sprint Selzer. And uh, I I thought it was a really just cute recap. And here, you know, Steve was. Um, you know, l- later in his days, you know, still riding a bike, you know, 40 years after they started this, this little team over in uh-huh. Iowa City. And, uh, you know, everyone's got a little different story. But uh, here's someone that, you know, went, went out riding his bicycle, something that he's been doing for, 
you know, pretty much his entire life. And, you know, it doesn't make it any less sad or any less tragic, but, um, you know, I know his, his friends and family and teammates, um, you know, had some really nice tributes on our, our web, web pages and Facebook and different things like that. But it's, you know, anytime you read of, of someone that's, you know, that goes uh, while riding a bicycle on one side, you're thinking, well, you know, at least he, he, he went doing something that he absolutely loved, but no matter what, it's still a tragedy to lose anyone on a bicycle or in a motor vehicle or crossing the street or anything. So, um, so just, you know, thoughts and prayers are with, with Sprint Selzer's team, um, and family. Uh, I know we've known a couple of family members uh, over time. So, um, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with the family and, uh, tailwinds to you, Steve. I, I know you put a lot of good miles on, on that bike on Ragbri and just, uh, just thinking of you today. Awesome. Um, what else, uh, what else we got going on? Oh, we got pigtails coming up, don't we? Yeah, I did an interview this week. Okay. Um, since we're pigtails week, I figure we'd, we'd got to have a female guest for sure. Okay. Um, but the former Des Moines Register editor, Emily Nash, who is now an executive over at USA Today, who, oh. who moved on and uh, now is in charge of not just one newspaper, but 109 newspapers. Whoa. But she still maintains her passion for cycling. And cool. she moved out to Colorado and she talked about, you know, the difference of riding in, say, Colorado. Now she's moving to Virginia. Uh, she's lived in Michigan before that. But uh, she talks about, you know, that that Iowa style of riding and how it how it really made some great bonds in her life, developed some of the, her, her best friendships that she still has today as she moved out of the state of Iowa. And uh, I just thought it was a neat little conversation. She was in town for some meetings and, um, you know, it's always neat to get some different perspectives on cycling. And here's a, here's a, you know, an executive that travels the world pretty much and mm -hmm. her reflections on Iowa cycling and what it's meant to her was, was pretty neat. So hopefully you'll cool. give a listen. Cool. Sounds good. Hey, this is TJ with the Just Go Bike Podcast, and my guest today is Emily Nash, who you might remember from her days here at the Des Moines Register as one of the editors, but she has moved on, but she still considers uh, Iowa a place that she wants to come back to often. So we just happened to have her here at the Des Moines Register for a few days, and I just figured uh, give her a break and let her talk a little bit about cycling. So how you doing today? So far, so good. I do have to tell you, though, I've only been out on my bike one time this year, so I am not well-trained. And where are you living now? Just so we know, like, hey, is, are, are you in the frozen tundra region of the world or where, where are you living now? I am living in Denver, although I am going to relocate to corporate for a job there in Virginia. And I have to say, I think the biking is better in Colorado than it is in Virginia. Biking is very good in Colorado. It's a little more up and down at times. Um, very cool bike culture, different than the Iowa culture you probably discovered. 
It is very different. I moved here in 2014, and I always liked to ride my bike before I moved here, but moving to Iowa was really what solidified my love of cycling. I met some people within the community, and they convinced me to get a new bike. I had kind of a, a hybrid bike that was fairly old, and they said, you really need to get a carbon bike. And I thought, well, maybe I'll get a cheaper version. And one of my friends told me, if you do that, you're going to want the more expensive one within the year anyway. So just go ahead and invest in a good bike because we're going to be out every weekend biking. And so that's what I found. That's where I met a lot of my friends here. It's where I spent a lot of my Saturdays and Sundays cycling from bar to bar, going down to the coming tap, all of that. And so uh, I did like cycling before I moved to Iowa, but it definitely became an entirely different thing and much more of a passion when I arrived here. And where were you before this? Just to set the story straight here. I was in Detroit, so that's not exactly known for its cycling. Okay. And if I recall in our conversations, you were a bit more of a runner than a cyclist in your prior days. Is that accurate? I was, and I still enjoy running a lot. Although, as I was telling uh, one of my colleagues, we went for a run this morning around Grays Lake Park, and I said, it goes a lot faster by bike. Yeah, no doubt. So the, the interesting thing, I think when people experience cycling in the state of Iowa, not just for Ragbri, it's it's a complete different mindset. There's, um, if you go, say, cycling in Colorado or California or, you know, somewhere in Michigan, the attitude of people here is just very chill and just all like, you know, come as you are. It doesn't matter if you're riding a, an old hybrid or, or yes, yeah, you just plunked down a few thousand on a, on a brand new carbon fiber bike. But it, there's no side looks like, who is this? You know, I don't know if you get that sense living in other locations after living in Iowa, but we're, we're kind of pretty chill here. It's really special, too. It becomes part of this entire social culture. And so a lot of my social life here centered around cycling in ways that it doesn't in Colorado and didn't um, previously in Michigan. And so you meet a lot of people. And again, no one's judgmental. You're having fun. Everyone's going to do whatever they want. There's so many organized rides here, too. It would be like every weekend. Do you want to do the burr ride? Do you want to do the plaid hat ride? I mean, there were just so many things that were going on all the time. And you'd run into a lot of the same people and everyone was just out to have fun. They're, they're definitely more competitive in Colorado, I'll say that. Yeah, no doubt. So you moved here to Des Moines area and took a job as obviously working at, at the Des Moines Register newspaper as an editor. It was kind of a job, if you will, to ride rag drive the first time that before you really knew what you were getting into, would you describe it uh, your first day of rag in your mind? So we did the easiest day. I think it might even still be the easiest day in history. It was the Clear Lake to Mason back sure. in 2014. And so our executive leadership team decided to all do a day of RAGBRAI. Some people had done some riding beforehand, some hadn't. So a couple of us were actually prepared for this. But again, it was this flat 40 uh, mile day. And when we get to the end, there's there's people jumping in the lake, there's a concert. And so I didn't know what to expect. I had heard about RAGBRAI and it sounded like something that was really fun. But I was trying to explain to some people, you know, what RAGBRAI was. And I feel like you have to see it and experience experience it to really understand it because it's so amazing just the things that you do the things that you see all of that and so as, as soon as I was done with one day I was like oh this isn't going to be the only day I do I'm coming sure. back to this a lot of people take that little sampler and you know they do one or two days and I tell people all the time 
If you're going to do one or two days, you better not do the first one or two days because you're going to want to be there the rest of the days. And so most people will, will you know, put their toe in the water. It's either they're they're all for it or or it's not them. Most people are like, wow, this is fun and come back for more. And, and obviously you caught that bug. If you're not even living in the state, you make sure you come back for events like RAGBRAI and uh have you been able to tell other f- people where you've traveled about your experiences with RAGBRAI? Oh, I always talk about RAGBRAI where I go. And when people ask what I'm doing or what plans I might have for the summer, because I think it's such a special thing. I mean, being part of the USA Today Network and, and the Des Moines Register makes it even more special because it's part of sort of the fabric of who we are and obviously how RAGBRAI started and everything. But just in general, it's such a treasure for the state. And it's where I've just had so much fun with various folks. And so I'm constantly encouraging other people to come and do RAGBRAI. I actually had this sort of interesting experience when I was still here in Des Moines. And this was around the time that um, Donald Trump was running for president. And we had written an editorial that a lot of people disagreed with. And someone sent me an email from another state, essentially, you know, calling the task, didn't agree with the editorial. We exchanged a couple emails. And I can't even remember how RAGBRAI came up. But he ended up saying something to the effect of, well, I've never even been to Iowa. I am a cyclist, so I, I know RAGBRAI is there. And and so I exchanged messages. You should really come and do RAGBRAI. And by the end of this conversation, he had actually registered to be able to come and do RAGBRAI and said, you know, people in Iowa seem really nice. We disagreed on this subject, but we had a really good exchange. And I've been wanting to do RAGBRAI for a long time. And so you know what, this is the year that I'm going to do it. And he actually sent me an email after he did RAGBRAI to talk about what an amazing experience he had had here. And so it's like one of these sort of common ground things where even if you didn't agree on something, um, you know, that that was written in the newspaper sure. and you had an issue with it, that you can talk about something entirely different and realize that, you know, you're on the same page. The the neat thing about RAGBRAI is, you know, people uh, kind of put the rest of their world behind them for a week, you know, and you may be just an absolute diehard about this or passionate about and the interesting conversations, there's very little politics talking. There's very little this. Now, this year's a caucus year, and we're probably not going to be able to sling a cat without hitting a, a candidate this year because there's probably more people running for president than on RAGBRAI, I think, somewhere in that same ballpark. So uh, we'll probably see a few politicians that'll be saying, hey, you know, consider me. Um, but on a usual day of RAGBRAI, you know, the conversation is more, hey, did you get some of that pie back there? Or, you know, they had $2 beers, wow, or free beer. You know, things that, you know, are way more important in this world than, than politics or or what you do for a living or anything like that. So so what are you doing now? You've, you've moved on. I, I heard you have a promotion with USA Today. So what's that all about? So I run the 109 local newsrooms that are part of USA Today, everything from the East Coast all the way to Guam is our farthest out property. And so still working with the folks in Des Moines and other places like Detroit and Phoenix and uh, Indianapolis and Cincinnati and all of that. So 109. Yeah. And how many of those places have you been to? That's a good question. I'm going to say probably 40 to 50. 40. That's pretty good. Impressive. Yeah, I've been to a number of our properties now. That's one of my favorite things is to be able to get out um, and do site visits all around the country. 
and some you probably don't want to visit in February. I'm guessing you'd rather <laughs> be in the, the southern half or, or other places that are a little bit warmer than negative 15 below. But you're, you're from Michigan. You understand that it gets a little cold in, in certain parts, and you're, you're still around. I almost got trapped in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and that was in November, and there was a blizzard, and I thought I should really come back here another time during the summer instead of uh, when the winter is starting up. So have you caught the the bug of riding and not really nice weather, or are you just simply a fair-weather cyclist in your mind? Well, I will say that I haven't been smart at times and have gone out when the weather was nice and then it started raining on me and I didn't really have an option other than to continue riding to be able to get to where I was going. But I am more of a fair weather cyclist. I mean, I don't really have an excuse for only having been on my bike one time so far this year because um, the weather in Colorado is so nice a good degree of the time and the sun is out. And so I should have more miles under my belt, but, you know, vacations and other things. And so it was really nice to get back out of my bike last weekend and I'm thinking I need to do that again this weekend and really start to ramp up a little bit. You don't have to be super well-trained, but you do have to have been on your bike a number of times before you can go out there. It definitely helps. So so you've been on a few of our other rides, like Baycoon Ride in the past. I, I'm not sure if you've done Pigtails or any of the other rides. So what's your impression of something like Baycoon Ride? Baycoon Ride was great. It's like a one-day ragbri uh, to me. It was a long day of riding, but that was a lot of fun, too. And and there's lots of other rides, obviously, associated with ragbri, and then just other sort of impromptu rides that seem to happen, the Tuesday taco night rides and everything else. And so I think that um, all the different rides are fun in their own ways, and I think it's great that ragbri's expanded and been able to, you know, get out there and create other sort of, you know, smaller rides that people can do in between and to help prepare them for for Agbri as well. Yeah. We feel pretty good about those. Most of those rides have been um, some type of aid to like our advocacy program with the Iowa Bike Coalition. This year, any funds that we pick up from Baycoon Ride or Pigtails, we're putting in the, the Founder Statue Project, which is um, in in honor of, of John Karras and Donald Call. And I think you said you ran by Gray's Lake. It's pretty much going to be right across the street over at Waterworks Park, which um, they've got big plans for, for that area with the concert series and different things like that going in. So I think that statute's going to be um, someplace really special when people come to Des Moines for Ragbri or anything else. They're going to make sure that they go by that area and just, you know, pay homage because what these guys did um, sitting in you know, the newsroom that you worked in um, as as copy editors and columnists to, you know, take this kind of a, a challenge, if you will. It'd be kind of like, you know, you saying to one of your coworkers, let's let's go do this this bike ride and we'll have work pay for it. And, you know, 46 years later, hey, this thing has caught on. You know, it's so to to take that concept from just two guys working in the newsroom to what has really shaped our state as far as a, a bike culture and and it's really gone beyond Iowa because to to know that there's 10,000, 20,000, sometimes 30,000 people coming to Iowa to to spend their vacation is is just kind of mind-boggling. 
I love the backstory, too, because so often, you know, an event that you go to is something that an events management company has put on, and it doesn't have sort of this genesis of this, you know, just couple guys saying, hey, we want to ride our bikes, and who wants to join us? And next thing you know, it turns into something like this. And so I think that's one of the things that makes it so unique and special is that you're able to come and sort of carry on this tradition that started and is so rooted in sort of storytelling and journalism and, you know, meeting people and all the things that we think are so important about connecting with your community as journalists has turned into something that's sort of this rolling kind of, I mean, it's a party atmosphere, but it's also getting to know people and enjoying spending time. There was one year on Ragbri where the friends that I was riding with decided that they were going to leave on the Friday or Saturday. And so there was that last day and I decided to go on by myself and just ride. And I hadn't done any day or anything by myself. And I thought this should be interesting. It might be kind of boring. I don't have my friends with me. And so it's just going to be me given this a go and it was a long day and it was hot and I actually had the most fun I met so many people you know I had to stop at a gas station to get sunscreen talk to these guys who were in their 80s who were riding the entire thing and you know it was just an entire day of sort of doing what I wanted stopping when I wanted food meeting new people that I hadn't met everyone was so friendly and it was just it just sort of solidified this like wow this is such an amazing social experience and I just get a chance to meet people from all over that I would never otherwise have talked to it's a neat way to do it because we, we tell people experience all different styles of it and you're going to find the style that you that you want. We know people that come by themselves and, and have always done it that way and just to meet new people. And, and, you know, we say without a doubt, it is the most social ride you'll ever do. And so you're never alone unless you really want to be alone. And so if you can't come and meet friends on a ride like Ragbri, maybe Ragbri is not the ride for you. And it's not the ride for everyone. It's just the ride for most people. I mean, some people are competitive, and I I haven't experienced this because I don't go out quite that early. Although last year we did get on the road by 6.30 a few days. But I'm sure some people start out out early and really sort of compete and try to make it um, an area where, like, I'm going to see how fast I can do this day and that sort of thing. And then maybe after that they socialize or do whatever. But it's interesting how you can just make it whatever you want it to be. You can ride as hard as you want early in the day and then party. You can take the entire day to just ride and enjoy yourself and meet people. You can get on a sag wagon if you don't feel like riding the whole day. I mean, there's just so much variety with it. And I think a lot of people um, who don't know anything about it might still think of it as a race. And it's like, it's so different than what I've not been in a bike race, but I've watched a bike race and it's, it's not that. Yeah. So now that you've kind of caught the bug, is there any other rides outside of our state that kind of appeal to you? Have you uh, kind of eyeballed anything else that, mm, that sounds like a neat place to ride or a different event that's outside of the state of Iowa? I definitely, when I go on vacation and things, like to try to rent a bike or get on a bike. There's lots of rails to trails that are fun to do. Um, I haven't done a lot of other organized rides. Uh, Most of that has happened here in Iowa, and so I always try to block out that time to be able to do Ragbri. But I don't know of a lot of other things that are quite like Ragbri that um, folks do. I certainly don't hear about a lot of them, but it's funny. I mean, even when I'm riding in Colorado just on the trails, every single bike jersey I have is a Ragbri bike jersey. 
And so I'm always wearing one or another of a RAGBRAI bike jersey. And someone will always go by and yell like, oh, hey, RAGBRAI, or I did RAGBRAI. And so it's definitely something that people do know about from all around in ways that I haven't seen other sort of jerseys and wondered, what is that ride? And so I'd be interested if something else came up. But RAGBRAI, you know, I mean, that that's been my first experience. My love of cycling came from Iowa. And so to be able to come back and do that every year and see friends and see other parts of the state. I mean, certainly there's lots of towns that I never would have visited in Iowa if it wasn't for Ragbri. And a lot of people that do do go on other rides, they come back with that same mantra. Oh, that wasn't Ragbri. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) But, you know, we were expecting Ragbri and we didn't get Ragbri. And you know, for for most people that are doing some of these other rides that are a couple hundred people, that's that's fine. They don't want that. But most of the people from Iowa will be, I'll try this one ride on the on the coast or or just something for fun. But Ragbri is my my you know my true love, and I'm going to make sure I carve out my week of summer. And don't ever tell me that you know my daughter's getting married the week of Ragbri <laughs> or you know family reunion or anything like that because that would break my heart to miss a, a Ragbri. So. How many rag rides in a row have you been at? I have, let's see, I came, I rode my one and only rag ride in 2002. Okay. And so it was right after 9-11, so I remember it well. And I took the job right after that. And uh, they convinced me and my wife to move from Florida to Iowa, which was quite the task. Um, and I'm so glad I rode my only rag ride because... I would have never understood that euphoric feeling of, wow, there's five miles of bikes in front of me. And I turn around and there's five miles of bikes behind me. And it's like, people are so nice and all that kind of stuff. I don't think I would have ever grasped if I just came here to work and never, the people that haven't sat in a saddle and rode a day or two, they, they can't grasp what it is, that feeling that, I don't know, just, it, it just consumes you. And then that, takes over. So I'm glad I had that opportunity to ride it at least once. And I guess until I retire or or move on, uh, I won't get that other opportunity. So um, I'm really glad I had that opportunity. So. Well, you'll definitely have to do it when you get the next opportunity. But I imagine that uh, that week is not the week you're able to do it. No, no, we're able to do other things that are fun. I get to do a lot of op- a lot of good fun stuff along the way in, in the bike world, but but Ragbri is the one I give up for let other people enjoy it. And um, I'm you do okay Baycoon though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to do Baycoon Pigtails. We we support because it's pretty much women specific, and we've got a new ride with uh, Big Grove Brewery that's going to kick off Big Grove, and we're dabbling and looking at some other things to try to you know make some other fun rides. So so. I get enough biking in to keep me happy, but um, who knows? Who knows what what the future leads? You never know. Well, I have to leave tomorrow morning, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to try the Ragbri beer before I go. So, is that going to be available on Ragbri? It definitely will be, if it unless it's sold out. Um, but no, they've got pretty much a semi truck full of cans, and we're really excited about that. Big Grove Brewery brewed Tailwind golden ale and so uh, i'll make sure i hold one back if if i can for you i appreciate Jeff, it or i'll go to hy V at 7 a.m before my flight and grab a i i don't know if they'll have them at 7 a.m <laughs> but but we'll make we'll make sure 
you get at least one of those. So, but it should be flowing pretty, pretty plentiful. Um, they've got two breweries, one in Solon, um, which was one of the great Ragbri stops. And last year going into Iowa City, if you didn't stop by that brewery, boy, they know how to do uh, a fun outdoor bar. So so we're looking forward to getting Tailwind. It'll be on Baycoon, and it'll be on Pigtails, and it'll definitely be on Ragbri. Well, I look forward to that, too. All right. So hope to see you uh, summer. But the one question we do ask all of our guests, if there was only one slice of pie left in the world, what is your go-to pie? Oh, that's a great question. There's so many good pies, and I've had a lot of good pies on Ragbri. Actually, that was one of my biggest mistakes. For the first couple of Ragbri's, I never had pie. So then by about the third year, I was like, I have to get some pie. And so I had some blueberry pie at one Ragbri that I keep thinking about. So that wouldn't necessarily be my go-to pie overall. I'd probably pick a cherry or an apple, but just based on having this one amazing pie one year on Ragbri, I definitely would go for that again. That's my go-to. So blueberry, stains your teeth. <laughs> Some be things are just worth it. Yep, it, and it's okay. So, uh, well, good. Well, hope to see you this summer uh, back on Ragbri, and good luck to you in your new position. Thank you. Okay, we've come to the end of another edition of the Jisco Bike Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this week's. Uh, we always enjoy talking to you, talking with you, whatever. Um, you know, if you do have a suggestion or, or anything that's on your mind, don't be afraid uh, to let us know about it. I, I saw a post on Twitter or something like that. Hey, why don't you uh, talk about how many candidates are going to be on, on this year's RAGBRAI? And it was funny that I just read that because <laughs> I actually threw that into my interview I did with Emily Nash. And so I was just reading that and I was like, well, I already answered that question before I even knew it was a question. So maybe, maybe I'm psychic. I don't know, Mark. So, but who's this podcast brought to us by? I don't know if you were anticipating that question, but I was. <laughs> I think I was sitting in its curious surrounding communities, uh, home of Jingle Cross and just an awesome place to ride a bike you really want to come back June, uh, what are we, June 29th is the Big Rove right there in Iowa City. Bikes to you. If you're looking for a great Ragbrite bike shop, a great bike shop in Grinnell, maybe even a Ragbrite charter, check out Bikes to You in Grinnell. And then finally, Primal Wear, custom bike jerseys, shorts, and other apparel. I just got a new pair of shorts, Randy Darrell dropped off a pair of uh, mountain bike shorts for me cool and primal mountain bike shorts and i'm like these are awesome wow um so anyhow primal wear is your go-to source for custom apparel that randy daryl's an all right guy isn't he he is yeah he is an all right guy yeah birthday wishes to warren daryl by the way that just celebrated another birthday i think he's like 37 or something or 57 i don't i don't know somewhere in between there but uh happy birthday to warren daryl on his official birthday so so big weekend coming up we got pigtails that is happening this saturday which basically goes on the high trestle trail uh we've got 
pretty much close to about a thousand riders, if I'm not mistaken, that'll partake in the third annual Pigtails event. And so if you're not signed up for that, um, I think you still have a day, maybe, if you're listening to this podcast. Um, but <laughs> you got till mid- midnight Thursday night. Midnight That's Thursday it. night. So I don't know. This podcast might be already, it may be already past the point, but uh, next year, Pigtails 4 will yeah. be good for you. Yep. All right. Well, Mark, any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? Uh, stay on the right side of the road. Uh, the way Iowa law works is you got to be in the right lane if it's lane for traffic, or if it's not lane for traffic on the as far to the right as practicable. That doesn't mean it's possible. It doesn't mean it, you know it's you got to blend in the white line. You should be visible in that in that right lane. So, but definitely don't ride against traffic. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.